0: It's time. It's time. You hear that banging snare, the nasty guitar. Time to grab a glass, pop a
1: cord, and we'll give you
0: our bourbon thoughts.
1: All right, everybody, welcome back to Bourbon Thoughts. I'm Dustin. I'm Ryan, and we are here on Ryan's farm
0: with a special, special guest.
1: Yeah, Mister,
0: Mister, Mister Clifton Ross. Mister Clifton
1: Ross. You know what, Ryan? I made to tell you this on our way in. It looks like your corn crib was, like, leaning a little bit. Yeah, it's been that way, man. Has it? Yeah.
2: I Well, I hit it, so. Oh, well, it <laughs> It's leaning a little bit.
0: <laughs> we really need to take a look at that.
2: <laughs> you might have fixed it. You might have corrected it. Maybe I did. I just hit the right yeah. way. I doubt
1: it. <laughs> All right, so what's going on, everybody? It's another uh, beautiful day in paradise here mm-hmm. on the farm. So. It's actually freezing here. It is very cold. It's horrible. I had stopping at gas on my way in. It was horrible.
0: We had some snow this morning, but. It kind of turned to rain, so it's gone.
1: Yeah. Hmm. So what are we drinking? What do we got? We are going to
0: get into uh, it's on like every value bourbon list. We have Larceny Small Batch, a weeded bourbon mash bill, 92 proof. Um, I think it runs about 28 bucks, so it's uh, definitely on the value side of things. It is a weeded bourbon, so um, you know, would be in the same family of Wellers, Pappy, etc., for those of you who love the weeded. Uh, it is very available, unlike the two previous bourbons I mentioned, so, and um, it is made by uh, Heaven Hill Distillery. So that was uh, one of the reasons I picked this, of course, is, is Cliff has like every other song about dying in bourbon in some <laughs> form or other, but... He does by name mention uh, Heaven Hill in a lyric, so I thought, well, wow, uh, we, we yeah. definitely should bring up the larceny for that. So
2: wait, so they're all about dying in bourbon? Sometimes both, yeah, in the sometimes same.
0: Sometimes he kills people and then bourbon. and then buries the parts like to make bourbon where he kills people in this song. Like grave marker. I mean, he doesn't literally kill people. That just like we're not we're not admitting to anything on a podcast. What is this
1: yes. like Appalachian emo? Like...
2: <laughs> yeah, we call it sad boy country music. <laughs> sad boy country music. <laughs> yeah. Oh my P-O-I. god. Oh man. All right. Well, we got the well, We was, got the cork popped. The regular simple cord just regular life, you know.
1: Yeah. So let, man, let's talk a little bit about about these budget drinks for a second though because I would love to do an episode on why <coughs> budget whiskey is better than expensive whiskey. Um wait. Okay. Yes. Oh yeah. For no, real. but
0: give us the the
1: parameters of each. So what's budget? So I would say anything under $35 is going to be better. Um, and more enjoyable than stuff over, like, $35. Oh, so you're not even, like, it's not even for the money. You're just saying straight up. No, so, like, that's what I'm saying is I feel like, uh, so we did Redemption the other day. Yeah. And Redemption is a phenomenal whiskey. hmm And for the price point, it makes it even better because I feel like I can enjoy it. Where if I go out and, you know, let's say I were to buy, um, you know, we talked about the Blue Label, right? The Blue Label Scotch. Yeah. Um, it was okay. I feel like I would have enjoyed it more had I not spent so much money on it because I feel like when it's cheaper, I get permission to enjoy it a little <laughs> bit. Well, see, I feel a little bit of the opposite. I feel like
0: it's not even permission. I feel like I have to enjoy something if it's more expensive. Yeah. So I guess going into it, it's like, it's, it's going to be good because it has to be good. Otherwise it's
1: a giant waste of money. And that makes me an idiot. No, see, I've had some expensive whiskey that's gross, but... So, so that hits another point, though. So it's like how uh, like comedians are only funny when you're there, like some of them, because you paid for the tickets. Uh, so, uh, you know, so you're like, man, it's gonna be funny because I paid like a hundred dollars for these tickets. That's you, fair. It's why everybody thought like Dane Cook was funny in the early two thousands, but now you go back and you're like, he didn't really tell jokes. He was just kind of animated. It was just his delivery. You know? I, yeah, I'm
0: machine. I'm like that was in my wheelhouse of comedy, like that era. Cause oh that's, yeah, that's when yeah. You know, and I did watch his movies mm-hmm. and thought they were funny, but you're you're pretty much spot on. It's
1: just the delivery, man. Yeah, you like you couldn't tell some of those same jokes. Standing, but that's at work. a lot of. That's I mean this, we haven't even gotten into tasting yet. Look at us. That's
0: that's half of comedy as a delivery. So there's an that's art true. to that.
1: Yeah, you know. Well, you know, I was watching a video the other day, and a lot of people were saying like Dane Cook's not even a comedian. Because he doesn't tell jokes. Anyway. All right.
0: Let's get our nose into this.
1: <laughs> All right. So, first off, I, it's it's really sweet. It's a really sweet smell in whiskey. Um, I don't get
0: bananas. so just no, there's, there. there's, there's no bananas.
1: <laughs> I get uh, a little bit of, like, uh, vanilla extract smell. Mm-hmm. Um, I do, too. You smell some of the barrel, some of the wood. Um and depending on what kind of glass you're drinking it out of, so so I've got a Glencairn glass, which is kind of like a tiny little fluted thing, but you can kind of see the legs, yep, and how they're running, and you can tell what proof is this? Ninety-two. Yeah, so you can tell it's it's a a bit of a. I mean, it's not a super high alcohol content, Mm-mm. but um, but yeah, I mean, just for me, it's I'm still get, I'm sweet. trying to figure
0: out. There's vanilla, but there's something else behind it that I'm Almost. trying to put my. Like Finger a maple, on. but I don't know. If no, that's probably,
2: that. yeah. Yeah. Yeah, something sugary. Yeah. Yeah, very sweet. It's got like a syrup maple syrupy kind of... Hmm. But I don't taste it, though. At least I don't think so. But like I could
1: be wrong. It's, it's sweeter than most. It's sweet and, and... But it's a well-rounded sweet. Yeah. Um... I'm just happy to be drinking bourbon with y'all, you know. <laughs> <laughs> We're glad you're here, buddy. Yeah. No, so you know, I, I've had some bourbons where it's sweet but it's overly sweet and the mm-hmm. sweetness overpowers the finish, but I would say this is you get the sweet up front and then it trails off and allows allows it to finish. Do you you get
0: I don't know if it's like not
1: very sour,
0: but a touch of maybe maybe yeasty, maybe that's the wheat. Like right in the right mm. in the middle. So about mid tone. Yeah. We're, we're i'm turning into that guy if i'm not careful i'm not trying to be that guy but there's i'm trying to explain where it hits me at but there's it's not sour it's more yeasty more maybe bready
1: yeah so yeah you're right and and i th- i think that is kind of what i'm tasting is kind of that um almost bready
0: kind of yeah there's a little i mean i think it could be the wheat portion of that but it's decent um and it's got a good i mean it's got a decent tingle. It doesn't feel ninety-two proof, honestly. I mean, it, I you know you don't you don't get the whole mouth numb. It does not at all burn out your uh, taste buds at all. So I mean, you can
1: taste everything. So yeah, it's got about a five-second finish. So winner, winner. Yeah, I mean, and especially for the price point, it's the best one we've had so far. No, for real. No, but uh, yeah, I would say for the price point and just overall, yeah, I would. I would have a bottle of this.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: I mean, not all at once, but I'd have a bottle of it. You
0: Why don't not? Have, you don't have little, to lie to us. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> all right, so we got to put some numbers down. So Let's do it. Get your nose back in there on mm-hmm. one to five, Cliff. I mean, I'm going to give it a four and a half on the nose. It's got, it, it It does represent, there is that, there is the flavor that I taste is sweeter in the smell, but it's still a little bit of that note yeah. there. So it's true to. You know, the the palate and the flavors too to the nose. I
1: definitely
2: like the nose better than the taste. Really? Yeah, I think. For me. Okay.
1: Well, you know, so I'm thinking, um, like last night, I I had a a little glass of like Russell Tenure, Mm -hmm. and Mm -hmm. it smells buttery, it smells, you know, vanilla, brown sugar, all of that up front, but then when you get it on your tongue, you get none of that. Yeah. And I was a little let down. Um, The finish on the Russell was enough for me to enjoy it, but... um, but this, I feel like I'm not being duped. Like, no, mm-hmm. it's accurate. It's it's, yeah. it's, it's absolutely accurate. Okay, so you said I said a four and a half on the nose, which I think is the I, highest. That's pretty high. I've given anything.
2: Um, that's a pretty decent. I'm gonna go with the four. Yeah, Cliff, you want in on these ratings? Uh, sure. I'd, I'd give it like mm, a three seven. I'm a little more cynical than the rest of y'all, so <laughs> three seven. <laughs> yeah. Okay, Russia. Oh, yeah. <laughs> uh-huh. I'm including 9.9 9. <laughs> we don't give out tens
0: um, <laughs> all right the palate so your, your mouth feels good I could actually, it's not too thin I could I could yeah it's got a good chew but I could stand a little more alcohol tingle to be honest with you mm-hmm. am I, or, how do you feel about that you think I'm wrong on that because I like it when I I like it a little tingly
1: well so so I do as well but you got to think just for overall. Uh, for the general audience, people who enjoy bourbon, people who don't enjoy bourbon, this is something that you could hand someone who is not a bourbon drinker and they yeah. would enjoy. Sure, it's I mean it's almost like a rum. Dare I say it's a touch
0: too smooth on the palate side. There's just not enough action for me there. Yeah. So I'm I don't know. You I th- need some palate action. I I need some palate action. And we love our palates here in Kentucky. Um. So for me, I'm gonna go three and a half.
2: Mm-hmm. on the palate. I'd give it a three. I'd say same, three and a half. I'm with you on that. I sat here and defended it and gave it the lowest
0: yeah. score. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think it's great for a non-bourbon drinker. I'm going to give it a three.
1: It's because I'm a bourbon drinker.
0: Yeah, I go and see student on this puppy already.
1: Mm-hmm. Huh? Um, with the finish. Thing. It's a real good midline finish. It's, again, for someone who... <laughs> sorry, sorry, I already drink all of my taste. So I need a, <laughs> oh need a little for someone who's not a bourbon drinker, for some maybe for someone who's really into like beer stuff like that, who's not used to that kind of harsh finish that a lot of bourbons give, um, you're gonna feel this, but it's not gonna be too bad. It's not gonna be overpowering. It's not.
0: It's no. not. Uh, it doesn't cause a fat white man to need uh, heartburn.
1: You're Those, not gonna go like,
2: no, no, no. A horse. No, you're not. You're not horsing the bourbon. There's hella honey on that, yeah, yeah, for sure. Like I just like got my hands wet with it, you know. Gotta do Uh, the Kentucky thing, yeah. (laughs) Mine just smells like
1: a gas pump from a first (laughs) stop. That part's nice too. (laughs) Smell like good old corn liquor.
2: (laughs) This tastes like stuff my pappy used to make.
0: I would say that's a very reasonable finish. I mean, Mm -hmm. it's got a little bit of you know, it's got some length to it. It stays on. You know, the back of your palate, it, it's, it hits the back of your throat, but it doesn't go all the way down, you know, to the esophagus. So, I mean, it stays right kind of at the palate level. So that's good. Mm-hmm. Um, takes, as, a, as yeah. Dustin likes to say, it doesn't quite take that much courage to swallow this, to this bourbon here.
2: Not at all. So no. I would actually
0: think it's probably, man, you and your daggone... Redemption Rye—that's still—I ruined it for for everybody. Well, no, it's great. That's still probably one of one of my more favorite finishes. Um, let's try the uh, let's try the Redemption Bourbon next. Yeah, we we'll have to mm. get on that. But this one, I would say that I would say that this is probably my second favorite. Um, I think it's a solid. I think it's probably a solid four on the finish. For
2: yeah, me. I, I would give it the same score. Same. I was gonna say three eight, but you know we'll bump it up. Listen, if you wanna, you wanna say the tenths matter. You
0: know. Um, Oh, now we're down to
1: availability. So here's 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 the thing. This is going to. uh, I. I'm gonna give this a a well balanced score, but these guys are so good at distribution.
0: But they are, but they're not. So I've seen this
1: everywhere. I've not seen this
0: everywhere. Really? I've seen it in places that have Heaven Hill distillery products, Mm -hmm. but that's not everywhere. Everywhere. Mm. So, um, so I mean, it's not. I said it's not unavailable because of allocation or because it's rare. It's just not everywhere has uh, Heaven Hill. Distillery mm-hmm. product. So, um, I, I don't think you can find this at the local place in Ohio that we go. They don't usually have a lot of help. Because I've been looking for the um, Henry McKenna, also another Heaven Hill products on our list. Mm-hmm. And have not have not been able to find that
1: yet. So, um, Yeah. No, I think, uh, I mean, I know they sell this at like Kroger. <laughs> I know it's at Kroger. Okay,
0: I didn't see it the last time I was there. The other yeah, day. Um, I, I did know find it it's because a, I've bought it there before. I, I did find it kind of, random, but I think you have to have Heaven Hill to Silvers, which isn't always everybody. Yeah. So, um, so what are we thinking on? I'm. I would say somewhere between a three and a half and four for me. Four. I mean, yeah. it's not as available as
1: everything else. I'll give it a three and a half. You give it a four. All right.
2: All right. I, yeah, I see knee in a lot of places. It, but it's not, I mean, it's not Maker's Mark. Like, you can't find it everywhere. You know? Right. Um At 28 bucks, value is going to be... Oh, gosh. That's a five. It's a five. Yeah, it's a, five. Sure. Yeah, it's yeah. a five. I had to I had to change my note score because after I got my hands wet with it, you know, and I start getting that honey on there, that's what's <laughs> up. That's really good news.
0: I would, uh I have, I will admit that I've already drank... A good portion of the bottle before you guys came to <laughs> Not today, just over the last week and a few evenings, and it, uh, it 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 does decent with a a cube or so of ice. So uh, that's always something else we like to do is yeah. try it neat and then and then drop some ice and we usually taste neat and then then pop some ice in Dude, if you just sit on I'm sipping. so excited for that. So if you yeah. want some ice, there you go. I would love some.
2: All right, you can just go in for it. Oh, just go yeah. for it. All right, right. big Rolf.
1: It doesn't matter if you don't didn't wash your hands because we watched the ice cubes.
2: Oh, that's good. you guys that's use Don to watch them? That or? was the dumbest joke <laughs> I made. That was
1: the dumbest joke I made today. Actually, no, the dumbest joke <laughs> I made today, the dumbest joke I made today was actually hilarious. So my my wife had some stuff in her van from our old house because we we just moved like uh, seven months ago, uh, and I, there was still stuff in the back of her van that I just never got out of there because I never drive the van. So I went and cleaned all that out today, and there was like a Halloween decoration broom. (laughs) And it snowed this morning, right? So I took the broom, and I was sweeping the snow off of the van, and I just snapped a quick picture of it, and I said, huh, I'm using my wife's car to clean off my car. (laughs) (laughs) And uh, that was the dumbest joke I made today, yeah. Yeah. It was pretty funny, though.
0: All right, we are all settled in pretty close. So, you two ended up, you flip flop a couple things. You end up at a 4.1. I ended up at a 4.0. And so, I guess we'd probably, we'd have to call this a Mm 4.1, which would be on the leaderboard. Wow. was the highest rated. And that's, uh, I guess, one thing we've talked about this whole time, but the value is such a valuable piece in the way our ratings work because Mm -hmm. uh, the, the, the bourbons that have... A higher value rating obviously makes up a huge, so and it's a flat, kind of a flat scale. Sure. So, basically, if it can carry its weight through the tasting part and has a high value, it's going to get a much higher score, as it should. To yeah, be quite honest. And you so, know,
1: real cheap bourbons that are everywhere are going to, you know, if they're not good, they're not going to get good scores elsewhere. So it's going to it'll yeah. even itself out. That's yep. so
2: damn good with some ice. Mm-hmm. My gosh, mm-hmm. that just like kicked it up. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, all that sweetness comes out a little bit heavier with the ice in there. Yeah. So I would say we're uh, yeah 4.1. I'm
0: gonna drop a cube or two myself. Um, but we didn't get to collar. Collar on this is a somewhere between a dark gold and a light amber. So it is. It's not as as dark as we've seen on some of the longer aged stuff. Was that like
1: so a four year, or a seven year?
0: I believe it was a four year. Yeah. But don't hold me to that. We'll we'll have to do some research. I know
2: Heaven Hill Green Label is six. On so. it like, but I don't know what they do for larceny. Uh, but you know, well, it's, uh,
0: the Heaven Hills Distilleries again, like some of these other ones. I mean, they have their own Green Label, but I think they're they carry a lot of other brands. Um, I believe Elijah Craig, Henry McKenna is another one. That's like the one up from that, the Henry McKenna Bottled and Bond. Up, I've had it, mm. and um, I believe it's a hundred proof, just going from fuzzy bourbon memory um it's on my list but it's yeah i gotta run across another bottle of that but that's always in the value of like best bourbon for the money mm-hmm. um it's always in there as well so i would definitely say you see you know i guess part of what i'm seeing is there's certain tastes that bourbon people have in general and a lot of those flavors and palates make it to kind of the best value bourbons um, but this one def- definitely belongs on any you know, that bit it just stands up. Mm-hmm.
1: So, um, yeah, you know, and that's the thing. And that's, I guess, what I would tell our listeners who are curious about what to try. Um, you know, because I, I think there is a big pressure, especially when it comes to, you know, like food, drink, and, and all of that stuff, where we think, you know, the more expensive it is, the better it's going to be. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, in, in reality, you know, just look at the best budget item and look through the list. Go to your local store, see what they have that was on that list, and give it a shot. Because you're right, they're not gonna make a bad product and sell a million units of right. it. You know, it's it's gonna be something most people are gonna enjoy. On as far as aging, so this is uh age six to ten years. Okay. So
0: they're just pulling it out of the middle of the warehouse, uh, I think hundred barrels at a time. So okay. sweet. Um so I guess they, I go. is it single barrel or do you blend it? No, I believe it's so. Blend. It's small batch. So they, small they, batch. They yeah. blend it. So yeah. within their hundred barrel lot. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. okay. No, it's man, it's it's a good bourbon, no doubt about it. So yeah. I mean, definitely worth, definitely worth drinking. We've again, the, the way our rank, the way our rankings are working, the uh, value section is going to make a big difference. So you know, some of these are helped if you take this against a small batch that we had. uh... Small batch select, which has probably been up to this point the most expensive bourbon that we've tasted. Mm -hmm. Um, I think that's a little more complex, but but you know when you throw the value portion into it, it's you know you're paying over twice twice the money. So
1: and you know we're not to say I could have two fifths of that
0: or one fifth of the other. So Mm
1: -hmm. and you know we're we're not trying to pretend like we're, we're experts here right so that we're just no we're just drinkers we're just every <laughs> we're just average dudes drinking bourbon and we well, just, i'm a
2: songwriter you know so yeah i don't even do this full time <laughs> <laughs> not drink COVID, especially. <laughs> oh product. my you know, god,
1: can't afford the bourbon <laughs> no. all right guys larceny small batch 4.1 four 4.1
0: yeah
1: 4.1 barrels cheers fellas. cheers
0: that's good stuff <sighs> all right we're going to uh we're going to make Cliff sing and dance for his bourbon over here. Yeah, now so, that
2: I'm good and it up. Well, uh,
0: you know. <laughs> oh my gosh. The better chance if you remember the own, your own lyrics that you yeah. wrote at this point rather than some other point. Um Should I do that one or should I do the uh, another sats on E that talks about heaven hill? You know, since it's I, I think it's artist choice, whichever one you feel like you Yeah, should do the other one. Oh, he's we're inspired oh in the moment. Game like, late uh, last minute game change, yeah. Last minute game change. So, as we said before, you can find, uh, we'll let Cliff throw out everywhere you can find him, but I know for sure he's got a, a couple EPs out on Apple, iTunes, and some other places, Spotify, whatnot. So, yeah.
2: tag yourself real quick. Yeah, so you can find me anywhere you can listen to music pretty much. Uh, find me on YouTube, uh, Clifton Ross Music. Just type it in. Um, you can Google me too. That works too now. That's pretty cool. Just type in Clifton Ross and it'll tell you all my EPs that are out. I have two of them, uh, they're in a collection. I have Bucky Ain't Listening, it's my first EP, and then I have Causey is the Stuffed Deer, it's my second EP.
1: Wait, uh, do those go together? Yeah. Whoa.
2: Crazy, right? <laughs> <laughs> Wait, so, so Bucky's the Stuffed Deer? Bucky is the Stuffed Deer. I know that's a weird concept.
1: No, so the, f- man, the whole time I thought you were Bucky. And I'm like, this dude is a huge Marvel fan. <laughs> that's what I thought. That's like... I, mean, I am the Winter obviously, Soldier. Obviously,
0: yeah, he's, <laughs> yeah, he's writing love songs to Cap, so... Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah, and you have, I mean, I guess I assume you have some more stuff coming at some point. I do, I do. I, I uh, know you do, because it's yeah. on, on my computer. It's crazy, <laughs> it's almost like Rolf produces
2: all of my stuff. It's like, he's in the know. Oh, um, this is true. But yeah, no, I actually used Heaven Hill in this song, because that was my grandpa's uh, favorite bourbon. And so, uh, growing up, my mom always said, like, oh yeah, your, your poppy used to drink Green Label Heaven's Hill. And I tried it when I became of an age, and I was like, this is... The best twelve dollars I've ever spent. So, mm-hmm.
1: Mm-hmm. see my my grandpa always drank Old Milwaukee's best, <laughs> and I <laughs> the beast. I tried that and it was <laughs> it was the worst. It was Milwaukee's eight dollars like, okay. I've ever spent. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, definitely
2: not Milwaukee's best. That's for sure. <laughs> anyway, tell you one thing. I'm never going to Milwaukee. That's the best <laughs> thing. It was it
1: was more like you know, Old Milwaukee's <laughs> cheapest cheapest Old Milwaukee's
2: passing grade. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> um, this song's called Another Sad Song And E. That's um, what I do. I write sad songs. And uh, you can also find me on Instagram, Clifton Ross Music. Facebook, Clifton Ross Music. So here it goes. You could write him a letter, too. We'll put his, his home address. Please do. Yeah. I don't get letters very often. I usually just, so, it's cool to get one I can read every now and then.
3: I guess that's just how it goes. But how I wish that it goes so. Yesterday you're planning how heaven to might send me
2: For that's, having me, uh appreciate it. You're in your taste for bourbon now. So. I appreciate it. Yeah, this is I gotta sing for my bourbon. I you can't sing for your don't bourbon. Don't have the luxury of just going out and buying it like <laughs> other people.
0: Oh, that's a great segue. Sing for your bourbon uh, into today's topic of COVID nineteen and musicians. Since we have Clifton here, uh, uh, an artist, an artiste. Mm-hmm. <laughs> if you're French, yes. Yeah. If you're which if we
1: covered last week is yes. different from a performer. Yeah, yeah. So, <laughs> yeah. keep that in mind. Listen to last week's podcast. So, now, you know, we want to get into
0: how COVID has affected, um, I guess, you can tell us some, some
1: stories on, on your side of what it has and hasn't done. Now, so. hang, hang on, because I, I, Clifton, I'm going to ask you a question, buddy. Okay. How I'm much gonna... would you attribute your current success to your time in the ghostly river town?
2: <laughs> um you know the ghostly river town just so impactful like uh, the all of the shows that we played together all of our practices like had it not been for that i probably wouldn't even be doing music so, so. clifton and i had a fake band
1: <laughs> called the ghostly river town the girt if, the you, girt, if you will yep girt and uh, <laughs> it was funny because, like, at one point we were actually serious about it yeah. for all of twenty minutes. Yeah, and the then twenty minutes ever spent. And then I think we were just like hanging out with some folks one day, and we're just like, "Yeah, we're in a band," <laughs> and we had never had a practice. We'd never really And they bought it. And they bought it. <laughs> and then it just kind of became this owned thing. And then it's real at that point. You
2: can't come back from that.
1: When so. they're like, Can we hear any of your music? And we're like, oh, we don't put any nah, of it online. Nah.
2: <laughs> well, Not for free. Can we follow <laughs> you on
1: social media? No, nah, we're just really focusing on the songwriting we're right now. We're pretty underground right now. Yeah. Like when's well, your next show? One of our guys. They're is really liner. spontaneous. You should really do like you should have
0: <laughs> We are really into the experiential, so we don't manufacture that to be mass distributed. You, know, <laughs> you have to come and see us to enjoy and partake in the experience.
1: No, you know what? There was one time that it was the closest we ever got to doing any sort of show or whatever, and we were hanging out on my front porch at like 3 a.m. And <laughs> I think I remember this story. <laughs> and, and, just, and I lived in the rough neighborhood of town. And <laughs> this so we finish our playing our song and this guy yep. comes out of nowhere and uh <laughs> I forgot about this walks up onto my front porch and he goes, Man, Bubby, that was beautiful. <laughs> I just want y'all to have this and he reaches into his pocket and I'm like please don't pull out a knife or a gun or drugs or something. I'm like, if this dude would have handed me a joint and he's like, I just want you to have this. I would have, that would have been I would the have, best. I'd nobody would have handed you. All no, like got it got weirder. He pulls out a shark's tooth. <laughs> I don't even know what to say. He's like, I want y'all to have this. He goes, that's a tooth from a shark. <laughs> <laughs> thanks for explaining. Yeah, thanks, man. <laughs> Man. And like my first thought was like
2: well, how did you get how that did in you? Yeah. Dude, Where did you it just, the amount of wrestling he had to maneuver to get that tooth from that shark? Oh my gosh.
1: No, you know what? I, I read something really funny on social media this week that said I can probably run faster than a shark, but a shark can definitely swim faster than I can. <laughs> so in a triathlon it would come down to who's the better
2: cyclist. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, that oh. Is, that's fantastic! I think I'd probably still find a way to lose. Wow! I don't
0: even know where to where to go from that. So, mostly yep. <laughs> Rivertown. Wait, man. first of all, I'm I like the Bubby part. That's the that's what that's how you know this story is authentic. Oh yeah, in yeah. our area,
2: if it's Bubby. I mean, you know, he you was know. the bubbiest townie. We, yeah, we'd ever seen. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> I really I do remember that story because I was like, oh my gosh, that really did happen. Like it sounds made up to hear it. Out it does. Loud. It sounds there. made up. But, but I it remember had, it. <laughs>
1: he had no shirt on. Was he? He was wearing suspenders with no shirt. I don't remember it. This that, feels like that's pretty common. Like
0: one of those scenes in like a Will Ferrell movie where someone just ad libbed something, just completely improvisational. It was one of
1: those scenes in a Will was Ferrell this? movie that's only put in the extended unrated cut. Yeah. <laughs> like if you watch the theater version, it wasn't in there. Yeah, that would, but, that would, that would be an t- Anchorman three. three. That, but that then scene right there. But then when it like when you watch it you're just like, Yeah, I see why they didn't put that in the real movie. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> but uh but yeah, so so that's that's what happened. That's a real thing. Do you still have that shark tooth? No. I'm a little disappointed. Bubby. No. Listen, you wanna know one of my pet peeves, and my wife listens to me complain about this all the time. I cannot stand people calling me Bubby. I can't do don't it. Don't tell me that. Listen, I, I can't stand when
2: they don't call me bubby. Like, no, movie. no,
1: like if it was you guys like whatever, yeah, I just know you're like just you know, trying to get under my skin. But, like, if I'm at, like, a gas station and someone's like, it'll be 609, Bubby, I'm like, I can't do it. I feel
0: like you should know somebody before (laughs) you say Bubby. Huh? I feel like it's, like, like, you should know somebody. You should know somebody, yeah. you should have some sort of... I mean, first of all, for people outside of the uh, foothills of Appalachia, not in the Rust Belt, Bubby is, like, synonymous with Buddy. Yeah. Right. But... Some people didn't get the D in the alphabet. We just stopped at B. Yeah. Well, so
1: you know, I mean, you know, so it's not just that. You know, if, if I if, if I'm out at a restaurant or something, and the waitress mm-hmm. is like, you know, sh- you know, honey, sweetie, whatever, that's just part of Appalachian culture. Sure, that's kind sort of, that's of imported from mm-hmm. the South. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Bubby's a whole different animal. Oh,
0: that's yeah. They're, that's down in a holler where the sun shines from about twelve p.m. to about four, and that's all the sunlight you get. <laughs> I, mean, I live there. Exactly.
2: <laughs> Yeah. People go, what well, hard you crawl out of? Well, Bubby, listen here. Yep. Bubby? That one.
1: <laughs> the one over there. <laughs> no, but uh, yeah, so that's that's one of my pet peeves is getting called Bubby. Awesome. D- I don't know why, I, but can't, really we'll make that. it a point on every podcast. Oh.
0: All right, so from that experience, yeah, right. I would say you're probably about in the same boat where a shark's tooth is about all you can get right Dude, now yeah. for, for playing. Those were the glory
1: days, really. Back when I used to get shark's
2: teeth for playing, now I don't get that's why.
1: <laughs> that's why he asked because he uh, wants half the sharks. Yeah, suit. I want you. Just, at least you could
2: have done is offered it to me before you, were, you got rid of it. Some sh- Shared custody of it. Yeah. <laughs> I want weekends for sure. <laughs> that's when I play you shows. Need a necklace. Yeah, it's it's good to know that like this wasn't on a necklace. It was just a loose shark's tooth. The dude. It was just through. in his pocket. <laughs> yeah. He like just from the day's adventures in the ocean of Portsmouth. You know. <laughs> he probably
1: did pull it from the side the
2: River. Yeah. But... It was actually in a catfish the size of a Volkswagen bus. Well, there are sharks in there.
1: That's Ow. a thing. They found them in there. How are there sharks? There are bull sharks in the Ohio River.
2: They're actually goldfish, but they grew to the size of a shark. I assume it's a, there, are there freshwater sharks? They adapt. I would know. Listen, no.
1: I, like, so another thing about myself, I'm absolutely terrified of aquatic creatures. It's like an irrational fear I have. Of I all cannot... all creatures? My, my gosh, Like my worst fear would be, like, you put me in a swimming pool full of fish. I would lose <laughs> my <Fish>. mind. <mush>. Like guppies <laughs> or like bluegill? Like guppies. Either. <laughs>
0: like, you're from the country. Didn't you grow up swimming in a lake or a pond or something?
1: Yeah, I did until I learned better. <laughs>
0: <laughs> like, what's a bass going to
1: do to you? You're a human being. It's like, do hell if it's a good one. I don't know. Huh? Yeah, like, oh, no, so, Yeah. So one time I was fishing with my brother in the Ohio River, and he we were catfishing, and it was like the the middle of the night. Uh, I think it was like Fourth of July, and we were watching the fireworks and just doing some fishing over by the power plant, which is where you can catch some
2: weird looking fish. Were you noodling, or were you fit like with a pole?
1: With what I just told you, do you think I would this noodling? <laughs> he wouldn't put
2: a pinky. I was wondering. If I wasn't even list. fishing. I was watching him do it. <laughs> So I don't know if that was like the defining moment. It's like I was noodling and I lost my finger. Like that was like what did it for you? So that's reasonable. No, no, no. So, <laughs> so what happened was
1: when you go catfishing. For those of you who are not familiar with it, you the the bait you use is you actually take women's pantyhose and you fill it with chicken liver and you put a hook down in it.
0: Stankier the better. The stinkier <laughs> the, the better. Chicken liver. <laughs>
1: yeah. <laughs> okay. So my uh, my brother went to buy pantyhose, but instead he bought women's like white cotton stockings. Like for some reason. Diabetics? No, (laughs) no, so it was just like these cotton socks. Like and so he's like, Whatever, it'll work. So he puts his chicken liver down it and it goes in the river. And about ten minutes he's like, Oh my gosh, I got a catfish. This thing must be huge. So he pulls out of the river this massive pike. Yeah. Um, Does it got fangs? Right. Yeah, yeah. Right. And so it, uh, if you don't know what a pike is, it's like uh, the devil and an alligator had <laughs> a, a subaquatic baby. <laughs> they made it. Yeah, it looks prehistoric. It's terrifying. And part dinosaur. Oh so, but the thing is, is when a pike attacks. And, um. <laughs> <laughs> attacks a lady's cotton yeah. white. Stock.
2: That poor stocking, man. Listen, listen. So,
1: so. This is so good. Do you know how many people die every year from pipe <laughs> attacks? <laughs> yeah, probably not. 16. Oh, my. Six. I, I how many people have No, I'm just kidding. Like, like, I don't know that. I'm not falling on I'm year, not year. that. So, some people watch, like, horror movies and on, like, Halloween. Yeah. I just Google, like, the creepy and shit. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah like uh river monsters or whatever no but anyway yeah. so this this pike what they do is they they snap and spin like do a barrel roll so it bit the the cotton stockings and spins and what happened is the cotton just falls apart and it just wraps around the thing's mouth so my brother pulls this thing up into the boat and it's not hooked to anything <laughs> <laughs> So it's just got a sock wrapped around its mouth. <laughs> so it so
0: looks like a mobster caught a fish and just gagging. Like, <laughs> Check this, you <laughs> show bitch.
1: And my first thought, <laughs> my brother's like, oh, hug, you know, that's cool, a rainbow trout. And then I looked, I looked over and I'm like, that's not a rainbow trout. And it's got this foot-long bill on it full of these inch-long teeth. And it's just snapping. And I could have died. I could have died. So I, you
0: obviously have never panicked. been fishing in the ocean, right? Oh, I have. Everything in the ocean has a lot of teeth. But
1: see, that's the weird thing. If I'm at the ocean, like I'll go swim in the ocean. I'm fine with it. But I mean, have you,
0: like every... But every, if
1: I see a fish, I will walk on water like Christ until I'm back in the hotel.
0: <laughs> <laughs> the uh, So like when you fish in the ocean, you can't, like here, like if we go out to the pond, you just thumb a bass or whatever. You can't touch fish in no. the ocean. No, like, like I'll I'm catch a
1: fish. I would catch a fish. If we, if we were out here and caught a bass, I would be like, Ryan, will you take this off the hook? And if you say no... What if
0: your old daughter takes fish off the hook? I would ask her to
1: take it off the hook for me. <laughs> she would, but... I would, I would. You'd be like, you're being a huge baby. I would say, no, I'm not. I, I'm being rational.
0: It's it's probably time we move on then.
1: Let's do it. Sorry. That's Oh, it's fine. That, <laughs> that, was, that was great. That was great,
0: Bubby. You got any more? <laughs> <laughs> ah, ah. Oh, So, Cliff, let's talk about uh, and I guess this is somewhat local, but I think it applies to everywhere. The the scene, the sure. music scene right now in regards to COVID and and what's going on. So while we understand the reasons that we have some things closed down and this that and the other, um, you know, some of the the people and things it affects, I think, are not as publicized and probably rightly so as as the reason we're doing it and the deaths and sure. things like that. But it has a real effect on people. So let's talk about that.
2: Yeah, absolutely. I mean. I, uh, it's, I, and I think it's coming back. We kind of talked about this before we got started, but um, there for a long time, even, and still some of the effects. Like, it's not back fully, yeah. but it just absolutely decimated the local scene. Uh, there was, like, no music being had because you couldn't have more than X amount of people in a place. Like, you and I played at, at sure. Six Sense Brewery, and even then, like, you were telling me, like, yeah, average is like 30 people or whatever. Yeah, they got and, 30 chairs set out. But, well, yeah, that, right? and then we went there, and it was like, Pretty steady stream of people, but it was yeah. like only ten people at a time. I would say, like yep. while we were there, so just way different. Like, it, and as a musician, like feeding off the energy of the crowd and then not having a crowd to feed off of, it just feels like you're tanking all the time. People wearing masks, and so you go, like, you're cracking jokes, and
0: yeah, no one, no one's we,
2: smiling or laughing. You can't tell. It, it depends on how good a, a joke teller you are, honestly. That could be fair. a good thing. Yeah, so, maybe, maybe I was bombing <laughs> for real, and that's like it was a saving grace. I couldn't see their faces, but and then I think. And I
0: would assume, I guess, that the, you know, not all venues are even open. Sure, some of them are are. Or, done. or those that are even are open, I guess, not all of them have music. There are a select few, right? Yeah, that would have music available, and then, um, and then definitely, I think there are venues that that have nothing. I know. Well, some of the, the venue you did your live stream at, they were at one point thinking about doing like some coffee type stuff, and yeah. some other things, and yeah. Hasn't even happened
2: yet. Yeah, sure. yeah. And then, I mean, even the venue I released, Bucky ain't listening. Like, it's yep. gone now. They're, they're doing food truck stuff exclusively now. So, oh, man. Yeah, they don't, they closed up shop, so.
0: What Man, that's, that sucks in, in the sense of it obviously sucks for musicians. I right. Get it. But it also, I mean, there's people whose livelihoods are, are definitely ruined. And I understand, Um, you know, I guess, not to get weird weirdly political, I understand why we did what we did. Sure. I just don't know if, it had the effect it was
2: supposed to have. Yeah. I um, don't think anyone considered the negative effects of it. Like, Sure. Maybe, or, or know. thought
0: that the, I mean, I guess the, the one thing right off the rip is that I don't think anyone realized that Americans don't like being told what to do.
2: Oh, I <laughs> think everyone knew. I think, well,
0: but I don't know if that was honestly considered <laughs> in the calculations of like sure. Telling Americans yeah. you can or cannot do this. Let's look at our history as a country. Yeah. No, yeah. I agree. yeah. Um, I mean, I think most people understood that, but I'm not sure if that was, you know, I'm, I just don't know how well that was. And I don't know what you would do different. I mean, it's easy to criticize. I mean, sure. To be honest, it's yeah. easy to criticize those.
1: And I'm not a politician. In, in, yeah. Right.
0: Yeah. Right. I have too much sense for that. So. But, you know, I,
1: I think the difference is, you know, with what we did, it's not unique. We talked about this the other, the end of the other day you know with the lockdowns and things like that they're doing the same kind of lockdowns all over the world but
0: they're almost past it so i know i have uh some colleagues in europe and and they are they feel like they're on the back end i mean really? they've opened a lot back up whereas we um you know we have it now again landmass wise i mean if you have people traveling and you have different mm-hmm. areas different regions um you know you have 50 different states that are all doing 50 different things that's true too yeah. um and so you know we're it's just hard to it's just hard to say and then you have you know the people i mean god bless americans but at the same time like we're we're stubborn sons of so, I mean, like <laughs> in a sense we don't want to be told what to do right uh you tell us and and to the point where like it's the reverse psychology we want you to stay at home and don't go do this. I'll show you, by God, yeah. I'm throwing a party. I mean, you know. is that surprising though? No, not at all. I mean, all oh, you got
1: to like, I've, I, I think I drove by like five separate Confederate flags today, and the Civil War's been over for like 170 years. Hate does <laughs> yeah. hey, not hate, Bobby. South's gonna Yeah, I, I mean you know i don't i'm gonna get canceled
2: after this oh, podcast comes out listen. i haven't even started yet <laughs> Dude,
0: no it, that and those there's parts they're definitely that's proving the point right i mean that's, yeah and you know, that's what i'm saying It's is, proving the point that that it's it's difficult i think <clears throat> and you know i've talked to, to i was talking to some folks today even but um it's so regional in the united states like You know, the the coasts are so different than the Midwest, and the Midwest is even different than the South, and you have the Southwest. There's all these kind of regional things. You just have Florida by itself. Well, and and it's
1: a mixing
0: pot of... It's basically like mini New York. (laughs) (laughs) Well,
1: you know, I, I think what all of this has really showed is just the true nature of our federal government. And again, not to get political, but the United States is, you know, in a... In a sense, it's one nation, but in a much realer sense, it's fifty separate autonomous states, and sure. maybe
0: even broken down into separate regions. Like yeah. I think you could group,
1: mm-hmm. like the Hunger Games. <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>.
0: District Twelve, <laughs> Bubby. Who knows? Yes, it's. Yeah, <laughs> it is. It is almost to that point where you can group this section of people together. Mm-hmm. This, you know, Midwest. You can group together the coastal. Elites, mm-hmm. blah blah blah, mm-hmm. um, and I think they react similarly. And so, I, I the the national mandates, I think, are what become tough because what depends who's making the mandate, right? So, like, you could have a majority of the section all right with something, and then other uh, ones not, and so on, and so forth. And so, anything done federally and nationally at this point, I think, is very difficult. I mean, it's very sure. difficult to get the whole country to buy into, for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, And so, and again, bringing it back to this, so we, we, you know, each state kind of did their own thing with a lockdown. Uh, Each state's been different, but they've all been somewhat similar. I think some states, I I know for a fact, like Florida opened up to more things uh, quickly, you know, than other places. Um, That's just what I know offhand for sure. Um, But it it just makes you wonder what, you know, the the death toll has been out. Pretty high. I mean, you know, as far sure. as the cost of lives, so I wouldn't say that what we did was a success. Um, it's hard to say it's a failure because you don't. If we wouldn't have know. done anything, right? Could it would it have been worse? Could it have been worse? And the hard part for me is that you have like a limited amount of data. Like, in, in the CDC keeps revising things. Uh, you know, and, and all Who this. Who do you believe? Of. Right. Well, it's not even the. It, it, yeah, it, it creates some distrust because it changes. But I think most rational people can say like. Okay, well, this is a brand new virus or brand new mm-hmm. situation that we're dealing with. Here's the information I have today. Sure. And, yeah. and hopefully tomorrow that somewhat changes because I have more information. And then, and then as time goes by, we get more information and understanding how this works and how things happen. So, um, you know, that that's, I guess to me, in a much broader sense, you represent the, what we were willing, the people that we were willing um, to sacrifice as far as livelihood, any means of income. um, And even not that you find all your self-worth in doing this, but like I have a job and there's some some amount of self-worth that Mm -hmm. uh, you feel good about yourself because you have a job. Right. You know, your job is is entertaining, playing music and all this, and the government's told you you can't do that. Right. And and so it has to kind of affect your psyche somewhat because it's like, man, I'd love to be, so, you know, spending every weekend making people happy. Right. You sure. Know, playing well, uh, your songs don't always make people happy. Yeah. I wish I could make <laughs> anyone happy with my music, man. Uh, yeah, but you know, go up, play your songs. You know, get your music out there. Uh, you know, let people unwind. I mean, I think must be nice it, to be an
2: essential employee. You know. Well, you know, what? here's here's the, here's the uh, you know <laughs> I think, that's the
0: one thing I guess that's the the, the bottom line. Man, is I am I am a capitalist. I'll admit it, and this hurts for me to say. But we have definitely made a divide between, like, what's essential is anything that has to do basically with money and anything that has to do with our well-being mm-hmm. um, or our overall person. We've already just when we just said from from a national perspective, like, that's nice, but that's not essential.
1: But <laughs> you know? so you know, here's here's the struggle I think with a lot of a lot of folks. You know, and and Cliff, maybe you can talk about this a little bit. Maybe you've had some of the same thoughts you know if you're just a guy out making music you know at, you know just trying to gig different places and do different things at different venues it, this has been a huge struggle but man like if you were a casino employee and like part of your job was to serve at a bar and the other part was to play like an hour show every other week mm-hmm. or you know a couple of a couple of nights a week you would have kept your job you know the entire time and see i think that's the part a lot of people struggle with is why is it wrong for me to be doing this over here, but if I were to be doing it in this different setting for a different reason, it would have been okay. Well, that's,
0: that's because MGM's publicly traded.
1: It's also fair. <laughs>
0: Sorry, sure, well, I can be publicly traded too. Grab, grab your tinfoil hats, folks. It's getting deep. No, go ahead. Sorry, Sorry. interrupted your cowboy hat's there. got tinfoil on the so,
2: inside. So yeah. No. Yeah. Uh, no, no, you're you're good. Uh, yeah, no, I I think so. I've always had to substitute my income as an artist, regardless. That's just part of it. Like unless you're, I mean, you could probably vouch for this too, because you've you've tried your hand at music as well. Like unless you've made it and you've came up, like there is no way to do that without substituting your income. Well,
0: assuming you like eating, drinking, right, basic necessities. Right. Yeah, like yeah. water. And, and, you know, and I would anything. say it depends on location. I mean, I think there are definite. Locations I can think of, um, you know, big cities uh, or, or our music towns, Nashville, L.A., New York, Austin, mm-hmm. Texas. I mean, there, sure. there are these pockets of cities that, mm-hmm. um Chicago that have... You could gig all the time. That yeah. you could gig and make a living. Sure. I would say it's a decent living. Right. It would just be like, I'm refusing to bow down to the pressures of the man and have a, a you know, a nine to five, like, you know, yeah. I'm going to not have as much money and gig. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but that, the, but all of those areas at this point are can't. I mean, they can't be sustaining people. Sure, I, sure. I,
1: but yeah. you know, maybe, maybe here's here's what I said got kind of got lost in translation. But you know, I guess my thought is more, you know, you're being told during COVID, hey, if you want to go out and be an independent musician and you know set your own price and book your own shows and have that freedom that an artist should have, you can't do that. Yeah, but if you were to go work for this restaurant for like nine bucks an hour, you know, plus tips, um, you can do it all you want there, but you you just don't have freedom to do it.
2: Yeah, it is. I guess back to like your what you're saying, like in regards to like being capitalist, like it is really frustrating because it's like, how is it different? I guess like who gets to to ne- necessi- Who gets to decide? Like, well, the,
0: the nation got to decide, and what we decided was that material items in general, maybe true or not true, but material items are worth more to the country than our own personal well-being. And so you see the 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 stats, which are staggering, uh, about suicide and depression, all the things sure. that happen where people can't go out and interact. I mean, and I think anyone, uh, if you're listening to this podcast, and somehow, some way, just being sheltered, being at home, um, has affected, I mean, who you are i mean how you process how you deal with things um going out hanging with people going out to a restaurant catching a show sure um you know just having some you know people over even if you have people over you're you know you're trying to do what you can do to to isolate and 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 it's in the back of your mind i Mm -hmm. mean you're always worried about well you know Or you don't invite people, right? It's like, well, you can't invite so-and-so because I know they're out and about and doing, you know, they're pretending this never happened. And Mm I mean, so there's a whole, this sucks so bad that I'm saying this because I am like a diehard capitalist. But there are more, there's more to life than just essential goods. Mm -hmm. Um, And it's affected me. I mean. Some ways good, some ways bad. You know, on the first podcast, I share with how I'm not traveling right now. So family-wise, it's been great because I've been home. But at the same time, like I haven't... When I'm home, there's things I like to do. Um, but I haven't been able to do any of that. Mm-hmm. And so... And then again, now we're balancing, okay, well, is it worth the risk of infecting more people, being a super spreader and all right. that? And I get that balance. But at the same time, everyone everyone is suffering on, on some level and um, not saying that's right, not saying that's wrong. I understand the decisions we make, but I I, I don't – there's been this, I think, a fear to, to say out loud uh, nationally, like, hey, this has cost people things. This has cost Cliff. I mean, this has cost, you know uh, – people who work in the service industry for sure because yeah. even you know, they were closed down at least in our state and i think in your state no, they still they've been closed yeah. down or, or they're limited
1: hours or like you know you're not going past eight or you're not going past 10 and right. it's like hitting a moving target so yeah. you know uh we you know kat and i you know we go out of state um just the next state over which is like 40 minute drive for us to dinner or we used to a lot and anymore it's like I don't know what their governor said this week on the news, so I don't know if it's even worth risking driving right. over there just for the restaurant to be closed. Yeah. Um,
0: I feel like in, in, I guess, response to that, the only silver lining will be once we get however many, if it's if half the people vaccinated and have the COVID uh, already and antibodies and all that, once we kind of get the green light, I feel like people will really respond. I hope I'm, I Same. guess I'm pleading, right. That people yeah. <laughs> will, will really respond to local businesses, uh, local restaurants, local artists, come out, you know, celebrate, you know, we get to go do this mm-hmm. and, and just tip the bejesus out of everybody. If you haven't been already, if you've been on a pickup, but and take out, but, um, really, really try to help these people along. Let them know how much we appreciate them. um, and that, and that's a hope I have that, that, yeah. and for you, Same. I guess, yeah, I'm sure. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, this is a hope I have sitting from a guy that has a normal job. Right. You're, you're an artist. It's like,
1: yeah, I really hope that. Cause yeah. I want to I eat. So, mm-hmm. um, shout out I, to my mom and dad for housing me during COVID. <laughs> appreciate you guys. Yeah. <laughs> no. So I, I guess where I want to move
2: next to Cliff is, I mean, what are you looking forward to though? oh dude you don't i have hugs man i just want to hug everybody and like that's the weirdest thing especially at shows like meeting like i remember it used to be so rewarding to meet new people they're like man i came in here to grab a beer and like actually liked your music so i stayed like that like doesn't happen anymore because people don't go out anymore Mm -hmm. so it's like and like you know like when we played a sixth sense like uh, a few months ago like that you have a handful of that but like it's just not the same like getting to shake hands and like like, not in a weird way, not in, a, like, a creepy way, but, like, just, like, being able to physically be with people, you know, like. Yeah, I so. think personal touch
0: in general is one of those things, like, you don't. Um, I'm a hugger I, man. I know where you came, I mean, I guess degree-wise would come from, and I'm I'm straight, you know, business hellion, I get mm-hmm. that. So, um, but all of a sudden I've seen, like, the value. There's a lot more. I never ascribe value to, um freedom of choice i guess as far as going out and doing what i want to do just never crossed my mind that that would never yep. be possible mm. you know probably just growing up in america um and, and also um you know the arts even though it's strange because i got all kinds of money and time invested in uh making and creating art and, and i love art but i, I, I don't know I, I kind of at my core i'm still more of more of a business guy um but then the personal touch, like with family, like with grandparents and things like oh, that yeah, where dude. it's like, um, you know, I've, you know, you've Smiley. not been able to touch or yeah. hug or, or, you know, and it and it's weird because that's not normally what I, I would not be. I'm not saying like I'm a hugger or anything like that, but when I can't and, right. you, and you just miss even if it's like the, you know, telling your grandparents goodbye. Hey, I'll, you know, I'll see you, mm-hmm. you know, love you. Give them a hug. Like that's all missing. Yeah. And it's and it's noticeably gone. Like in the beginning, it's like, eh. And now it's to the point where it's like, I really noticed this. I mean, I noticed that at this point, because of some some issues we've had, I had to quarantine for COVID and stuff. I still haven't seen my grandparents for Christmas. And we were just going to talk right. through a screen door. Right. But I'm so nervous about it. And they're obviously older. So it's like, those things are weird. I mean, it's weird. And I recognize I recognize this huge gap that I had as, as a guy that was all business and blah blah blah. And then it's like there's a whole nother portion of my life that I've I don't want to say been denied as if like I'm angry about it. I'm willing to involuntarily like not doing it, but it's costing people. I think well, you know more I think, than what they realize. I think what, until now,
1: what COVID has done is it has shown really well all of the things we've taken for granted. Mm. absolutely and amen yeah. passed the plate brother yeah and you know it's it's uncomfortable because it's it's not only am i now being denied something that i desperately want it's showing me something about myself i don't like or but, i need well no what it, you know what it's showing me is i'm so quick to forget the fact that um you know i'm not always going to have my family here or, you know, that, um, you know, I, I take for granted a lot of my freedom. And, you know, that's really just a construct of our society that, we, that we're allowed just because we are Americans, right? Or we live in Western society. But all of that could come crumbling down in an instant. And, you know, if if this last year through covid you know uh all of the political nonsense we've dealt with has really shown anything it's shown the weak spots that we take for granted Mm, yeah and yeah and this year has really shown how quick those things can come tumbling down and you know as as far as the arts go man you know there's nothing i love better than just going to the saint paddy's day you know concerts at you know the the local irish pub and just just listening to listening to music and, and hanging out with friends and the fact that you know, I couldn't do that this year, um, it felt weird. Yeah.
0: Well, it felt weird. And the one part I think we missed for sure is the gig economy portion mm-hmm. of this. So the, yeah. the guys like Cliff that, because they don't have a 9 to 5, weren't able to get unemployment, even though... That's a frustration of mine with the government, is that we denied his right to work. We told him mm-hmm. that we're not going to open any place where you can go work. Right. As an independent artist or contractor, more or less. Uh but we also didn't give a way to to subsidize that or or to help him through no and that's for that's frustrating on my part um and I get that's part of that well you know when they're, they're
2: the risk usually, I took you well know.
0: but but it's also like the cash of like what's well, a cash deal I mean there's no they're not keeping track. It's kind of a ten ninety nine independent contractor. So there's no way the IRS even knows what he makes I and mean, is he paying taxes? I'm it's zero blah, 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 if you're blah, blah, listening, blah, blah, blah. IRS. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, but it, it's it's just frustrating to me to watch. You know, uh, to watch a dude have to to suffer through, uh, and not you know kind of miss a period of life. And you know, Cliff's a fairly young guy, but it's like you know there there's a, a year. Plus, or going to be a year plus, I think mm-hmm. at this point. By the time we're out of it, just speculating, um, of of he's not going to get back of income of gigging, sure, of you yeah. know doing all that. So
1: it's frustrating. But you know, one thing for myself, you know, personally, I, I as someone who. Was never a successful musician. I was the world's okayest guitarist. Uh, that sounds like a T-shirt. Yeah, I think it is. Yeah, you know, I was the world's okayest guitarist. Um, Same though. Yeah, but uh, you know, I always, I just, I've always found it so inspiring. Like these guys who were just, you know, like Cliff, who were just like, man, I'm, not, I'm just gonna risk it. I'm gonna go out. and I'm gonna go hard for my dream, and we're gonna see what happens. Mm-hmm. And I have always found that it's so incredibly inspiring, but, you know, right now when you're just being told, like, hey, put that on hold.
2: Yeah.
1: You know, that's worse than me being told, like, I just have to work from home. Yeah. You know, because it's like, <laughs> I well, I paycheck. wish. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it must but, be nice. <laughs> well, and I think yeah. it goes deeper than a paycheck, you know, sure. be, it, it, because sure. it's, it's time. And when we look at people who are really chasing things, mm-hmm. right, I mean the amount of progress because it's not money, it's progress that you make in in, yeah. in this stuff. The amount of yeah. progress that you've got put behind on, um, it's you know it's got
2: to be disheartening. But sure, and some of that's self inflicted too. We've talked about that at length, you know. And like, you can never hustle hard enough. You can never grind hard enough. Like no matter what you do, um,
0: yeah. There's that, that feeling that someone is that. Out hustling. You oh, know, for, for sure, yeah, all true. the time. Yeah, and, and, but that's not just you. That's
2: my him anyone. Yeah, so. and so, but I, and I never. I mean, to the to your point though, like I never started playing music for money. Like sure. And so, like when you take away, not only did you take away music as a plus. Don't get me wrong. Like having food and water yeah. is cool. Um, but like bourbon's even better. Bourbon's like <laughs> I take bourbon over water any day. My life. it lasts um, longer. Yeah. It's also <laughs> sterile, so that's cool. Use it um, for wounds. <laughs> yeah antiseptic, but anyhow, yeah, no, like, to take away the the main uh, profit that I get from playing music is the interaction with the people, and, like, that's the one thing that was stripped more than the money was, yeah. was taking away the interaction with people, yes. and so, it's true. Um, that in and of itself has been super disheartening, and, like, I, I don't know, like, you guys both know this, I'm sure, sure but, like, I, I quit my job to pursue music, um, so, you know, and that was a risk, but it was a calculated one, like, I knew I had the cushion of mom and dad, um, which is a blessing. Most kids don't have that at my age. and uh, But to, to leave that very stable job. Um,
0: Making great money make, out of college, for the record. Right, yeah.
2: yeah. And uh, to pursue something that I, I knew when I quit I was going to make crap money. I knew. And, but, I again, that's not why I was doing it. And I was like, so I've had money. And I knew what it was like to have money, and it wasn't good enough. Like, that didn't satisfy me um you can buy all the toys you want but if you never get to play with them what what's it what good is it to, to have all those toys and like there's a bit a deeper picture there too like you know obviously yeah. fulfillment's never going to be in things uh for me it's only going to be in christ but like um yeah i don't know to like to have the one thing i did quit my job for be stripped away from you definitely is tough and like we've talked about this at sure. length too is the fact that like there's a lot of things that I can't change. there's a lot of things I have no control over. I can't control when venues open up. I can't control, um, when COVID is going to be done with. And like, this is going to be old news, but I can't control what I do in the meantime. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and so a lot of time, like the, to the, the bigger arching question, uh, or arching question of like, what has COVID been like as a, like a local independent musician, um, you songwriting you can do that from home you don't have to have things open up to do that uh working on your craft as a musician like just playing music as a whole um working on your voice like being able to like a lot of technical stuff that you can control um putting your hat in the ring for like whenever things do open back up so like um, trying to get shows here and there um obviously that one's a little tougher because sure some places aren't open but um yeah so like you just like kind of have to it's like boxing like they always tell you like control what you can uh And then don't worry about the rest. Like, you can only control you. Yeah. So.
1: Yeah. And, you know, it's really interesting that you bring that up because um, that leads right into like my my closing thought that I had for this week. Um, Did you know you're supposed to come up with a closing thought? No. Okay, well, it's going to be on the fly. Um, So, you know, my you know, my closing thought for the week is was just this quote that I had um, written on my whiteboard at work. Uh, it's from a guy named Miyamoto Musashi, who was a, uh, uh, Japanese guy lived in the 1500s, uh, wrote a couple of books, but in one called the Dakota, he wrote 21 precepts for life. And the first one that he wrote as he was dying was accept everything just the way it is. And hmm. at first that really seems to be kind of like discouraging, but when you look into the explanation of it, he, he he's like, no, it's. It's not just passively just being like, well, whatever life throws at me is going to, you know, it's going to throw at me. But it's this understanding that you're one individual who lives in a much larger world. Mm -hmm. Stop being a victim and do with do with the time that you have what you can. Absolutely. The world's happening around you. Yeah. So just play, you know, accept it the way it is. And play to your strengths. Right. And, you know, so you talked about a boxer, right? So a boxer who can't fight, who continues to train, is going to be one hell of a boxer in his next match. Wait a minute.
0: Are you implying that the world's moving even if I defriend people from Facebook?
1: No. Why would I think that? Um. If it didn't happen on Facebook, it didn't happen. But, you know, so so I guess, you know, that would be my encouragement to everybody. And, and, And it sounds like a discouraging statement, but it's not. Just accept it. Well, nope. the, the
0: encouraging part is is that I have some level of control. Sure, yeah. So absolutely. the encouraging part is I have to accept what I can't control, yeah. but there are things that I'm going that I can do that I should do um, every day. That's mm-hmm. like you know what, I'm, you know, if his job is a full time musician, but he can't play, then you know, crank out your thirty or forty hours, yeah, honing just, your craft. So just then, do what you can. The, the time comes that you're able, you know, we get the green light to go back at it. Uh, you can be the the best you know the best artist that you can be so and speaking of that so our our time is coming to an end you gotta play bourbon to die for alright yeah why don't we just close it out we'll play bourbon to die for and everyone can enjoy that Uh, you can you can drop D or drop D D old how there and then uh, and that'll take us out so hope you guys enjoyed the podcast let's get a quick cheers Mm -hmm. and we'll let Cliff uh We'll let Cliff close us out. Cheers. Thanks, my man.
3: And one's what my heart do when you leave I tried everything that I could afford They say money can't buy me love But I never had to buy your top before so the man showed up and I took the drugs and liquor and abuse and those three things remind me of you and ones what you were and ones where you led me and ones what my heart do When you leave And since you left I called an old Old friend an old James Beam Waiting on my call He said Come on inside And take a rest And tell me what's been Going on I said drugs and liquor and abuse And those three things remind me of you And once what you were And one's where you led me And one's what my heart do when you leave broke the bank when you broke my heart you're in dry love with wet bottles ain't cheap. You say your man ain't been around in a while So why are you looking at me? I'm sure it's just the drugs the liquor abuse, and those three things reminded him of you, and one's what you were, and one's where you led me, and one's what my heart do when you'd leave. ignore the dark dirt in the front lawn I'm planting me some seed some corn and an oak tree to make my own bourbon whiskey so next time I'll be ready For the drugs The liquor Abuse And those three things Remind me of you And one's what you were And one's where you led me And one's what my heart do When you did,
1: all right, guys, it's been bourbon thoughts. Please drink responsibly. Have a great week.